Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your host for this episode of the show. And we are going to be talking about a very important issue, perhaps the most important issue to affect the game industry in years. There is another game-related case before the Supreme Court. So here comes the judge this week, or, or as or as people who have been covering this industry for many years will probably say, here we go again. Um, we have a lot of people in the lounge, as a Supreme Court case will be want to bring out all of our columnists and reviewers and Illuminati <laughs> to make their comments. Uh, so starting is uh, Nate Woolley. Uh, he's our, of course, you all know, he's our publisher. He's been published in such prestigious publications as GameIndustry.com, The Washington Post, and The Wall Street Journal, in that order i believe (laughs) so nate thanks for showing up today sure sure glad to be here john uh we also have joining us all the way from england is uh, shella our european correspondent shella likes to sit across the pond and say what are those wacky americans doing now (laughs) but uh shella thanks for joining us today and and i expect that you'll be telling us how things are done in the uk which is surprisingly similar to what they're trying to do in california so thanks for joining us and and informing us uh, what's going on over there appreciate it thanks for having me absolutely uh we also have uh kelly adams kelly adams is the host of our other show the gamer geeks right here at gameindustry.com and uh, kelly has very strong feelings on this issue so kelly uh, i was told uh, by your uh, partner in your other show to allot a lot of time to your feelings today so i will certainly give you that option <laughs> <laughs> yeah todd's funny <laughs> And He's got a lot of time on his hands, it seems like. <laughs> little, little bit of an understatement there, but we'll go with it. All right. <laughs> so uh, James um, James Maddox is the final guest uh, on today's show. James is our deep thinker. So, James, uh, I appreciate – I know um, you being an author yourself, James, uh, your censorship issues run very deep in your veins. And so I was glad that you could come today, and I hope you're ready for some, some deep deep questioning. Yeah, let's uh, let's get it started. All right, good enough. So um, let me give you guys a little bit of background. The uh, the case in question uh, started out in California. Uh, the actual case is called Schwarzenegger versus Entertainment Merchants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, actually, that's the name of the case, you know, so, um, but because Arnold Schwarzenegger is the governor of California. And uh, basically back in 2005, the California legislature, legislature uh, put a law into place that made it a, a, a fine or made it a penalty, a, an illegal act to sell an, a game to a minor that was considered – that had killing, maiming, dismembering, or sexually assaulting an image of another human being. Uh, so – Basically, uh, that was the law that they wrote to put into place. Um, if you sold a game to a minor, uh, you ended up with a uh, possible $1,000 fine. Uh, th- there wasn't, I don't believe, any jail time involved. Some of these laws actually did involve, that have been struck down over the years, uh, did involve jail time. But this one is basically just a fine. Uh, $1,000, though, is a lot for some little clerk at a GameStop, I'm sure. Um, and what happened was it got um, – there was an injunction put against the law, uh, so it never actually went into place, and it's been working its way through the federal appeals court. Uh, the last 
appeals court that saw it was uh, in San Francisco, and they uh, basically rejected the law, said it was overly overly broad against the First Amendment, and uh, please move on. Uh, surprisingly enough, this this California appealed this to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court agreed to hear it. Uh, there's going to be arguments on the case in the fall, so that's where we sit right now. It's been announced that the Supreme Court is going to look at this video game case, and uh, arguments are scheduled for the fall. So, Nate, uh, you're our business and guy. Uh, so, so, tell me, what what exactly does does this all mean? Well, what it means is, uh, you know, we're seeing a certain level of frustration with uh, the rating system, and I think we talked about this, uh, God, a couple of months ago uh, about mm-hmm. the the ESRB and their system. And I was I was upfront about the time. It's a system without teeth, but it's a system intentionally without teeth. This the law would obviously ban sales and put fines in place, not unlike selling alcohol to minors. You know, the the Supreme Court agreed to review the 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 overturning of it, which frankly surprised me a bit because this one's kind of a mess. I mean, the Supreme Court can rule for the entire country that you can't restrict the sale of video games based on violence or based on anything. Or they can say, yes, you can uh, restrict it, and then the Supreme Court's put in a position of having to define it. Or they're going to turn it over to the uh, Department of Justice and say, you know, this can now be done. Congress can pass a law that says this, but we're not going to tell you what criteria you can use. And we're going to be doing this for the next 25 years unless the Supreme Court makes a very clear ruling. It's going to be a mess. Hmm. It's interesting. I, I didn't really think of it that way, but but you're right. I mean, it seems like when the Supreme Court gets involved, we're, we're talking about uh, they don't actually make laws; they interpret laws. So even what, however they rule, it's going to be uh, interesting trying to define things, and certainly will go beyond California. Uh, oh, certainly. So Kelly, I wanted to I wanted to get you because I know you're very hot on this issue, and uh, um, you know a little bit of background on you. Uh, people that listen to the show all the time know that um, y- you have a lot to do with your uh, your niece's decisions as to what games she can play and what movies she can watch and so forth. And I know that you very much want to become a parent yourself. Um, so so what, what do you think about uh, this? I mean, is is do do parents have the right to complain to to their to their legislators about about video games? I just wonder that we had the ESRB. Yeah, sometimes we said, how in the heck did this get passed with a mature rating? They need to put one over top of them. Mm. You know, kind of like a NC-17 type deal because some of the stuff that we've seen get passed with an M rating has been really chintzy that I make sure I don't play that game, Dante's Inferno, when my niece is here (laughs) (laughs) because she's going to see nudity. Of course, she sees some nudity when she walks into my house because I do have dolly prints on my walls. Uh, So, But a lot of it is just parenting. Mm. What – just basically just – we have the ESRB. They do rate. They do lists on the back. They do a decent job is <laughs> to see what it is, and you're going to know, oh, this says nudity and violence. Maybe I should check it out. <laughs> yeah, I was just happy that a parent in our area actually said it's the parents. To sit, they, the parents need to look at the games and need to sit down and play the games I mean, before they just, give it to the kids. And so, yeah, that's just another – I mean, this, this, all this amounts to is just another excuse why, you know, that, that parents cannot be parents, you know? Mm-hmm. 
It's it's like, hey, you you now have a, a cushion to fall back on. We, we'll take care of it for you. You don't have to really kind of worry about what your kid's doing. So go go have a drink and you know pass the responsibility on. Mm. You know, but, and but, what what at what point does it just stop? And you say, no, listen, you're responsible for what your kid takes in. Do your job. Un- unfortunately, James, there's a a huge, well-established precedent for this sort of thing. Again, alcohol, movies, all sorts of things. I mean, um, except curiously, books, because apparently nobody cool reads books or something. <laughs> um, there's a long history, both legal and extra legal, to restricting what uh, minors can and can't do. Except for in the case of movies, Nate, I believe there isn't any laws uh, in, in place. It's all voluntary. I mean, there's no it's, fine if a kid goes and sees an R-rated movie. And in, in these megaplexes, it would be extremely easy for a kid, and I'm sure they do, to buy a ticket for how to how to chain your dragon and then go walk into, you know, Saw 4. Kick-ass, mm-hmm. baby. Kick-ass. <laughs> oh, yeah, that movie's um, great. <laughs> the, the, the real point I'm making here is, yes, the... the the rating system for movies is voluntary, but it was constructed as voluntary under essentially a, a you know duress. Congress and government basically saying, "You guys police yourselves, or we will police you," and that's what we're seeing right now, pushing through in video games again. I mean, it, I don't well, I, mean, disagree, I don't disagree with James or Kelly here. You know, I, I have two small children and. I monitor what they do. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, we're not talking about like. You know, a system that's like, yeah, it might not be too good for you. The the rating system that we have right now, um, it has gotten better. I mean, it used to be just M, and you had to guess what that meant. But it's like Kelly said, there's listings on, you know, the things, even down to drug, alcohol, tobacco use. Mm-hmm. You know, on the back of the case, it lets people know exactly what they're getting into, exactly what they're getting into. And the retailers is the funniest part because I started thinking around. I was like, you know what? GameStop around here, my local GameStops, which is like mm, four of them that are locally, <laughs> that they are hardcore. They will not sell yeah. an M-rated game to an under. They will not. They will card you. It's like they went up and tried to buy beer <laughs> or cigarettes. Um, Best Buy is another hardcore, and I just got the list of the Best Buy procedures, what happens with their retailers, and they have secret shoppers come in all the time. GameStop does too, have secret shoppers come in and try to bust out the employees. The one in pl- the place that I have physically seen with my own eyes that let a kid buy an M-rated game that I know was not old enough to do it was Walmart. <laughs> well, I mean, like, my local Walmart did one of the it. things um, that I've kind of noticed too. I, I don't really identify with the people that are like, "Oh, they're going crazy and letting kids buy whatever the you know they want." Um, but from my view, it's once again like Kelly's saying, people are conscious of not letting a kid buy a Grand Theft Auto title. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I, it- I went to a flea market in Florida, a flea market. You know. <laughs> And, uh, I was, I had my wife's little sister, you know, who was like 10 at the time. Um, we were all walking around and, uh, one of the friends that was with us picked up Grand Theft Auto, uh, three, I think it was, and was like, Hey, I'm going to buy this. And the guy that was selling it said, you're not going to let her see it, are you? And he was like, no. And he's like, all right, I'll sell it to you then. 
<laughs> Great. You know? So I mean, it's not like people are like handing these things out to people. It's it, they're checking, they're looking, and well, sure, you're going to get cases on both sides of that. But you know, for the most part, I see the the system working. Well, and I think the the game companies do an excellent job through their marketing to let you know that it's a violent game. I mean, I know there's that rating on the back, but you know, I just got a copy to review of uh, Dead to Rights, and um, I'm looking at it, and you know, it's got this this cop on the front with a shotgun and this dog that's tearing somebody up, and it, you know, there's nobody that's going to buy that and think they're getting a copy of The Sims. I mean, it's not the violence isn't hidden in any way. Um, so, no, but, but to be to be to be cynical about that and to bring up kick ass because you know why not right Kelly yeah um, it's good good movie <laughs> um the real issue there is i i don't have numbers before me but i would be shocked if getting a harder rating doesn't lead to higher sales in the game industry yeah. whereas whereas the reports from kick ass is that it was severely limited in in its final numbers for the first weekend because it had a hard r rating Hmm. And you can see that the R rating in movies is restricting people's access or young people's access to to certain movies, whereas I don't think it, it properly is. Well, Nate, let me... Yeah, I, know, I know for a fact um, from knowing people um, who work for publishers that when they put their games through the classification, if it's the kind of game, say if it's on, in the horror genre or survival horror or something, they want it to have an 18 rating. Because it gives it that kudos. Because somebody who's looking for will increase their sales. Somebody who's looking for a horror game who sees it with like a low yeah. a, a kids they rating. Want it to be horror. Yeah, they're gonna like that's not gonna scare me at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like skip. Well, well, Nate. I mean, and as far as I mean, I, I understand your point, but just to play devil's advocate for a second, it would seem like a parent or somebody you'd have more control over something that's being done in your living room than you would out in a theater. Well, yeah. one would, one would, one would hope. <laughs> I mean, it's not like the kids are going somewhere and playing Grand Theft Auto, you know, in some seedy nightclub somewhere. They're playing it in their in their living room where your console sits. I mean, wouldn't you have oh. control over that? Mm, most consoles yeah, are in bedrooms. Not, yeah, they're not playing them in living rooms unless it's a Wii. Mm. And, and and I've got it. I've, I've got it. I can't believe we just said, "Oh, you're only weeing in your bedroom or in your living." Um, the the. I mean, this is the reason, you know, we have, we have, I think, one, two, three, four, five, we have eight computers set up and operating in our house, okay? And all, and only four people, I might point out. <laughs> but the kids' computers are in the office, you know, where we are. They're not in their rooms. Eileen, my wife, won't have it. Yeah, and, that's, I mean, that's smart. Where are your games consoles? In the we living have, room, right? Yeah. Yeah, the only one we have right now is a Wii, but even when we had the Xbox, it was in the living room. Because that's the only yeah. place we have it. We have a television. We're not television people. But um, I think the average situation is that there may be a Wii in the living room, but there will be an Xbox or a PS3 up oh, in I, a teenager's bedroom. I don't I, know what they're playing, what they borrowed from their friends, I from mean, their I, friend's older brother who can go and buy that game. I freely, freely acknowledge your point, um, and I think you're right. And I certainly agree that, you know, for God's sakes, they're your kids, people. Pay attention to them because the most important thing you're doing in your entire life is producing another generation of humans. But I also think we know that, you know, how many, how, what percentage of parents are like, well, I had kids, but they're off there doing that thing so I can do this other thing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. too too many, unfortunately. Well, um, actually, I I I get this. I had somebody tell me about a month ago that my kids are smart. They're doing well in school because I'm paying attention to them and helping them with their homework. And I'm like, well, isn't that what <laughs> I'm supposed to be doing? <laughs> What do you what do you do with your kids? Lock them in the basement with a crayon? <laughs> I guess so. Give them a, give them a whole sixty four pack at least, so they can be creative about it. I mean, don't don't say the school systems are failing when you're not helping your kids learn. Say that you are failing. Well, I wanted to bring up uh, actually, Shella brought up an interesting point about uh, the Xboxes and and PS threes uh, being in the in the. Uh, bedrooms. Um, uh, this particular law in California, to me, seems like it might be ineffective even if it goes into place because how are you getting a lot of content these days? I mean, we we probably should do a show on what's going to happen to retail stores because they're sort, certainly decreasing in popularity. Yeah. Uh, when you when you want a game these days, you can very easily go on your Xbox Live or or PlayStation or your PlayStation Network or Steam. or Steam exactly mm-hmm. and just download it. And there's there's no clerk in the way there. Kids, I'll tell you, if I'm actually doing it that way, then people are doing it that way because I'm like. I I don't get first, second, or third mover advantage on this stuff. <laughs> I get guy who drifts in and says, whoa, we could do that? And everybody looks at me and says, yeah, for 10 years, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Kelly, what do, you, what do you think about that? I mean, it's, I mean, you, you get a lot of your content through DLC, and I, I mean, I assume kids would be able to as well, right? DLC, Steam, I use Steam too. The, um, the games on demand on Xbox... Bloody heck, you could go on Amazon.com and pop, you're an adult on that, and get an Amazon gift card at the store that you bought, and you can buy that M-rated game. Mm. There's a roundabout way to do it, and Amazon's got better prices, too. But, <laughs> <laughs> just being, but yeah, the DLC's not regulated, and say, well, my niece, her profile on Xbox won't let her buy anything mm-hmm. that's... Uh, M-rated or okay. Well, once again, then that comes that comes down to I guess parental guidance. Yeah, but she's listed as a eight-year-old on that. So yeah, I think that's the crux, isn't it? They can pass whatever law they want, but um, if there's no parental um, overseeing then they'll get access to it by hook or by crook. That makes sense. Well, Shella, I know you're sort of watching us Americans debate back and forth what's right and (laughs) sort of snickering. How how is it done in in the U.K.? I know you already have a system in place that has some some legal ramifications, right? Yeah, I mean, well, we have the the British Board of um, Film Classification. So, you know, we have legally binding film ratings on DVDs and at, um, at the cinema. So you can't get into a 15 game if you're 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. And the, the games industry has a voluntary system called the PEGI system, which isn't legally binding, but it's basically a consumer friendly um, uh, sort of clear labeling system, which I guess is like the ESRB, mm-hmm. um, you know, and just labels the content of the game. So sex, drugs, violence, swearing. Um, and it has uh, little icons for each one and all that sort of thing. Maybe um, that's what we're missing. We're missing the icons. Yeah, you haven't got <laughs> the pictures of a fifth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh, He's got words. We can't realize he needs a picture. 
Well, I know your your symbols are pretty funny. I know there's one for like yeah. racial intolerance and has like two white figures like standing over a black figure or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did we did sort of snigger when the Peggy system came out, but that's just like a sort of consumer thing. And then the BBFC, um, we get ratings for 15 and 18 games. Um, that's when it becomes sort of legally binding. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's only when it sort of crosses a threshold of violence that. And then can can store owners get in trouble if they if they provide that game to to minors? There are fines. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So you've sort of got that in place in place right right now. Yeah. So I'm trying to think. Which I mean, I don't see it as any kind of great infringement of my my freedom because i can still buy those games because i'm an adult and i um you know like on the on the on the face of it you think well what is wrong with um you know legally enforcing the fact that you can't sell games over a certain age rating to to minors um but i think the problem comes down with is it all is a bit wishy-washy um, that's what I'm getting from this anyway, sort of being an outsider um, and not knowing the system, um, that it's a bit wishy-washy as to which games cross their their imaginary threshold. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what is a violent game? And they have this whole little list of things about them being t- depraved and morbid and <laughs> of a deviant bent and stuff like this. And it's like, oh, so who decides that? You know, it's a, it's a bit... Who watches the Watchmen? Isn't it? Yeah, I think that that's. I mean, for me at least, that's really the real issue: is how far do we let, you know, a governing facility go? At what yeah, point? Yeah, and, and who decides? Because if there isn't an, an industry standard, right? I mean, and how far do you let it go? I mean, it's sure. it's not necessarily the point that you know, oh, this is happening, and we want to. It's the idea is sound. Let's keep violent games and disturbing games out of the hands of people that wouldn't understand them or put them in the right context. But yeah. where it goes from there is really scary because once that law is passed, who's to say you know another one that's just slightly a bit worse won't get passed? Because basically the the difference is between the the BBFC isn't a government or any sort of state body. It's an independent body that is attached to the the industry, you know, that is sort of governing the industry. Whereas this is the state. And that's where the, you know, you could get into a situation where we have a footloose situation where there's all sorts of media that all of a sudden is being limited for minors in the name of protecting them, you know. I mean, it's just, I don't want it to play rock I don't want it to get to dance. the, right, I don't want it to get to the point that we're like, hey, let's burn games, you know? Yeah. A couple of them I wouldn't mind. I w- let me make a point, John. <laughs> yes, please. Um, the real issue here, and I want to turn this on its head, because there seem, I get an idea that maybe we're presenting things wrong. The law has been passed. It's not a matter of are we going to pass a law or is the Supreme Court going to pass a law. The courts can't pass a law. Despite all the people railing and ranting and foaming at the mouth about judicial legislation, that's crap. Courts don't pass laws. The state of California, this is a law in the books. It is only temporarily held while the appeals process is going through. And what we're seeing, what we're seeing here, what we're seeing here is the court system doing its job. The appeals court for California took a look at it and said, whoa, I don't think so. And the state of California, as is its purview, because their legislature said this law should be passed, appealed it to the Supreme Court, the only place they could. Mm. Now we've got to see what the Supreme Court does. Now there are huge issues there. Does the Supreme Court say, 
you know what? Yeah, it's a good idea. No video games for anybody. As a matter of fact, we don't want to visit this again. No more games for anybody. Or does the Supreme Court say, well, video games for some, little American flags for everybody else. So the issue here isn't, does this law get passed? These laws, just speaking as a political animal here, are easy to pass. Easy to pass. It is not difficult in any state or jurisdiction in the country. Chell, I won't speak for England. You'll have to do that. To say, our children are threatened. Let's ban this. And it, you know, it's been alcohol. It's been guns. It's been, you know, uh, evolution. That worked out well, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not saying these. I'm not saying these like are really good. nailed the gun issue there. <laughs> Caref- careful, careful there. <laughs> I could be armed right now. You wouldn't. Ah, <laughs> oh, you threw me off. The fact is, <laughs> the fact is, the fact is. These laws are very easy to pass, and the only protection we have is the court system on it because it's easy for somebody to stand up and say, my child was wronged, and Americans respond to that and have historically responded to that cry with restrictions on child access to almost everything. True. Well, James, actually, one of the one of the things that I wanted to bring up with you uh, when I was sort of bringing it up with the whole the whole question I had for you before about them not liking the ESRB. If you look at specifically this particular California law, which Nate is correct, is on the books. It's never been enforced because it was it was there was an injunction placed against it before it it came into play. But it is technically on the books. But um that particular law says that you cannot sell a game to a person that has killing, maiming, dismembering, or sexually assaulting an image of a human being. It doesn't specifically mention the ESRB. We're assuming that they're going to go with the ESRB, but really they're not. So you could theoretically have a situation come up – in fact, you would – where a game like Oblivion with a T for teen rating, you know, you're assaulting people in that game. So you could have somebody get fined $1,000 for selling a kid – a game with the T rating, which they th- would think would be okay because it's just a teen rating and the kid's 17 years old. But technically, you'd be breaking the law because if California decides that that's the case. Uh, so you're saying they could just throw out the entire ESRB rating well, system? They, uh, I guess in favor, of their, it, in favor of their own, they'd almost have to, right? Right, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess well, they would. Well, that's what I was querying. Like, who, who's, whose ratings are they going on? Are they creating their own or... Uh, you, you know, it's like, who decides the, what the, is a violent game? And they've got the, their little list of bullet points that I found on uh, when I was doing some re- research. And, yeah, it's all sort of um, emotive language like deviant and morbid. And, yeah. right. the, the, law yeah. as, the law as defined right now is a stricter regula- regulatory stance than the ESRB has. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, Call of Duty would fall out. Doom would fall out, and and uh, hell, I Super would... Mario Brothers would fall out. <laughs> I mean, really? Hey, man, I love that princess. Mushrooms are people too, right? <laughs> well, maybe not Super Mario Brothers, but Smash Brothers TV or something like that would. I mean, any game where you are attacking somebody else. I mean, boxing for God's sake. I mean, the, the whole human existence of conflict would fall into that. You know, it's uh... and and, and a, th- a thought to give you all pause. This is the most populous and most liberal state in the union. Yeah. That yeah. passed this law. This, this isn't Texas. Yeah. That no. passed. That's scary. This, this isn't Wyoming or Alaska or Utah. 
This is California that passed this. These people voted for the Terminator, so I mean, <laughs> I rest my case. Uh, that's what's the hypocrisy of the whole thing. It's like you got Arnold Schwarzenegger's name put to it. The term, the Predator. I mean, you got to realize he was in a movie where they skin people for love of God. <laughs> That's true. Well, I was. Well, I don't. I don't know what we're going on and on about because I mean, obviously, video games are all just. It's all not. It doesn't have any intelligence to it whatsoever, right? Well, that was my question. My next question for you, James, which has been on hold for like ten minutes, but I just, <laughs> I just wanted to, I just wanted to further make the scary thought is that all, almost all of Sid Meier's games would fall under this ban. I mean, pirates, you're assaulting people. Civilization, you're certainly fighting people. I mean, you, you pretty much, you know, Cal. Surely it's more, it goes deeper than that. I mean, but it wouldn't have to. I mean, California basically would be given the keys to decide whatever they wanted. Yeah. Although, although I'll be saying that begins to sound a bit like the uh, like the gun guys who say, "Well, if you ban my fifty cal, you know, tank stopper rifle, suddenly all you know, I can't afford to let you ban that because." The next thing you know, you'd be banning my, you know, duck rifle. But here, and here, gateway drug. Well, here was my question for James, yeah, and I think that that this shows what California's intent may well, very well be to do that. It says in their appeal that they wrote to the Supreme Court, they wrote that violent video games are not protected content and have little or no social value. As such, we have the right to regulate them. That that is, you know. Word for word from their appeal that they wrote to the Supreme Court. Now, now that to me sounds like they don't see any artistic merit in in games. I mean, take a game like Heavy Rain, for instance. That's very violent, and there's definitely assaults on people in there, mostly on the character you're playing. But I would argue that that is a game that has a lot of social merit. I mean, well, I mean, mm-hmm. what do you think, James? Oh yeah, are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, uh, this is the thing that really gets me about this is because when I I think of video games like sad to say a lot of times kids don't even come into my mind you know because i don't see it as you know just a pastime for kids to go out and you know goof around with i i see it as a as having as much artistic merit and relevance as a film or a book you know so that's what that's what really kills me about all this because there's if it's not there in the people's minds there's certainly potential to be there I I think James is right, though I think that's a relatively recent trend. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, Pac-Man, not so much. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, certainly, I mean, I know Star Wars fanboys who consider the real sequel to Star Wars, to the the original trilogy, is is the first Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, because frankly, that that was a better movie than Episodes One, Two, and Three. Mm -hmm. Oh no Um, doubt. (laughs) But uh, the the point here is, this is a developing event it is and a developing event if, but if, if we don't let can, it develop <laughs> yeah, i can give you another scary fact everybody ready for this mm. not only is this california but this is being reviewed by the supreme court right mm-hmm. yeah. what's the average age yeah. oh god 80 something i don't know <laughs> it, it's it's lower, don't know. Than, it's lower than that but it's close to yeah. 70 mm. and do you think antonin scalia has ever played doom Mm, or anything, yeah. yeah. What was the one Supreme Court? It was a Supreme Court judge that didn't know. He thought pagers were still in effect. He didn't know <laughs> the difference between a pager and a cell phone. Had never bloody done a text. Couldn't comprehend how those even worked. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're doomed. Yes. So to a certain extent, the future of the history is hinged of the it's industry. The of the Luddite. Of the, you can't. 
I don't know. Is I don't know if luddite is a proper term. I mean, I, I don't think they're against technology. technology. I wish a luddite would be. I think they just have no clue what it is. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean it's like if if you know. Okay, you all took that a little bit too seriously. Yeah. <laughs> we looked up the definition. I know you Americans don't do irony. Let's do <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. The dust is just settling on irony's coffin. We're post-irony. <laughs> no, I mean, but like it's like you're saying these these people think in terms of you know what what people back in you know I don't know the the 80s thought about a video game. Mm-hmm. You know. That's not what I think. It's not what the majority of our readers at Gen, you know, think about games. Well, that's why I think the Supreme Court, I mean, uh, you know, unfortunately, the qualifications to get on the Supreme Court are you have to have spent apparently the last 50 years in the legal profession. I would like to see them appoint, you know, a 20 year old to the Supreme Court because which, which is perfectly valid, John. There are no requirements for the Supreme Court. Yeah. Well, I know. I'm just saying traditionally these are the requirements that that are that are happen. I would like them to see him put somebody who's 20 well, years old the, in the Supreme the Court. The thing that's good about this, though, is that even if there is a one-sided view from the Supreme Court, uh, there there's a real chance for people that have you know a more modern view of gaming to step up and assert that it is something that is important to our society. That's true. When they do the... It could be made not a spectacle of, but certainly get the word out that, you know, things are changing and you need to see it in a different terms of what you, you might have thought about it yesterday. And the Supreme Court has traditionally, like I'm thinking of the child protection laws that they tried to put in place to make it so that you, know, you couldn't go to pornographic Internet sites or whatever. And the arguments on that particular case, they actually brought up the Internet and showed the judges, okay, if you want to look up mallard ducks, this is how you do it, and this is why the Internet is a, a valid tool, and this is why people need to use it, and this is why it should be unrestricted. And they eventually agreed and ruled to, to strike that law down. So, James, you're right. Possibly, if there's good lawyers on this case, that could happen again, and you could actually show the judges how to play Heavy Rain and show yeah. them that it's just like a film, I guess. So yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't think I need Clarence Thomas playing Heavy Rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are a couple scenes that he might like, but okay. So final question for all you all. Um, a great, great uh, discussion today, and this is something that certainly Jen will be following. It'll be interesting to see what happens and, and what happens after it happens, whatever happens. So, but I wanted to, I wanted to get your predictions i mean we've all sort of gone back and forth and and stated our opinions but regardless of what we feel should happen what what do you what do you all think is going to happen and i i'll go with shella first since she's the most outside position (laughs) so you can pretty much say anything and it'll be okay (laughs) i mean i have no idea i really don't like nothing surprises me over there anymore um i don't know um No, I just, I couldn't call it. No, no Uh, comment. I think I I err towards, uh, that they won't, that they'll, you know, go against. The, the law. Right. Okay. I, actually, to surprise each other, next week we're all coming over to England and giving you guys guns. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, Kelly. Kelly thick knives here. <laughs> that's true. You have you have. They're called broadswords, I think. <laughs> yeah. Kelly, what do you think will ultimately happen with this? I hope they just block it and be like, "What you you? Why are we even listening to this?" For real, mm. I mean, this, didn't he just throw out a dude to us? <laughs> 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 really? <laughs> it's like, 
<laughs> hopefully they'll do it. I mean, shoot, all they need to do is look, look at California and be like, really, you all are wanting to do this because you all did such a bang-up job with the MPAA. <laughs> I mean, because that is the most ridiculous ratings organization that I have ever seen. <laughs> Interesting. Well, we'll see. Uh, uh, maybe your prediction will be right. James, what do you, what do you think? Uh, I... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And, you know, the way that I'm looking at it right now is, uh, it could be a situation where they're like, yeah, yeah, this is stupid. Go away. Mm. You know, or it could be like a situation that they enforce it. Uh, it goes, you know, nationwide and we get like a, a kind of underground movement to show that games have relevance and importance. <laughs> Start the underground resistance now. There you go. That's what it is. <laughs> He's our Shay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start wearing uh, victory, put, start painting victory signs on the walls and stuff. We'll just got like a 8-bit, you know, picture of a cartridge and sew it on. Well, I am Jamesicus. <laughs> well, Nate, what do you, what do you think will happen? You, you, you probably have the closest of us to, of, of watching the courts and so forth. Yeah, cause I'm a geek, man. <laughs> um, I think the most likely outcome is that the court decided, or I don't know which circuit this is on, which justice got to decide to, to, that they should review this. Mm-hmm. Best guess is it's because it's an awfully broad law. Mm-hmm. I mean, as as we said earlier, it even goes farther than the existing rating system mm-hmm. in what it would control, and the things it could control are really, you know, astonishing. Like, like you said, um, uh, almost anything. I think some of the learning games my kids play have little, you know, fighting things or mm-hmm. thing, and that would be banned. I mean, should those be banned? My five year old plays the game. Um, I think the best guess is that it stays struck down for being overly broad which returns it to the legislature in California to redefine and send back through the process. Hmm. I, th- I think if the Supreme Court bothered to hear this at all, it's because the law was so overly broad for the same reason that, uh, that the appeals court out there elected to, uh, to strike it down. So you think they probably wouldn't have agreed to hear the case unless they, they were thinking there was probably some problems with the law to begin with? Well, they wouldn't have the, – the justice in charge – of that circuit wouldn't have elected to to hear it or at least visit it uh, without thinking there's at least a point of law or of interpretation necessary at least for review. But I think the smart money is that the uh, the overturning by the appeals court is upheld for some specific reason, and that throws the California legislature back on its heels trying to figure out maybe we did this. I mean, effectively, they said video games, you're banned. Mm-hmm. And my my guess is the court will issue a ruling that said, while under certain circumstances sales to minors are certainly constitu you know restrictions on sales to minors are are certainly constitutional. This ain't one of those circumstances. We uphold the principle that sales to minors can be restricted, but not this way. If right. the government of California wants to revisit it, they, you know this is not a blanket ban on these. Sort of laws. Well, and then then that would put the legislature actually legislature would actually have to go and do work and define what it means and how who decides and actually put some Come sort of a the raping some sort of a structure. Yeah. 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 They can't do it arbitrarily and nobody knows who, how, or why a game is or isn't allowed to be sold. It would almost create more problems for California if they said the law was okay and go ahead and put it in effect. Yeah, and it, then, then it from state to state, it, it'll be different games could be sold here, there, and everywhere. It would be a nightmare. 
Yeah, do, do at least the BBFC is you know kind of consistent. And, yeah, well, you know, that, that, that just that just won't happen in the United States. Remember, if the Supreme Court says, "Holy cow, this law is awesome," and we're ordering the execution of the Court of Appeals because they were idiots, <laughs> that doesn't automatically mean in all fifty states video games are banned. It just means if you're a legislator in Texas or in Virginia mm-hmm. who wants to have this on the books, you can get those laws passed the Supreme Court. But right now, only one state has that yeah. on the books. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see what happens. Um, people who are listening, I'm sure you have strong opinions on the matter as well. Uh, our email address, we'd love to hear from you. I would predict, I don't know what's going to happen with the Supreme Court, but I would predict that we'll have at least one other show on this topic. So let us know um, what you're thinking. It's The email address is ginlounge at gameindustry.com. Send us a note. Say hi to our panel. Uh, thank you guys for uh, showing up today. We almost had as many people in the lounge today as are on the Supreme Court, so that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you uh thank you guys and uh we'll see you next time and hopefully uh if if you're a minor you know start buying your uh your uh vi- violent video games now before it becomes illegal <laughs> so all right i'll see you all next time in the lounge take care everyone